0: Welcome back to the official Jets podcast. Ethan Greenberg, Eric Allen, joined by Bart Scott. Bart, thanks for joining us.
1: My pleasure, Captain Kirk. You're driving the ship. Oh, Captain
0: (laughs) Kirk. I don't know if I like that.
1: I'm Scotty. You, the dude that always go out and die every mission. All right. Well, we're powered. Hold on. Before we we start,
0: (laughs) we're powered by Amazon Web Services. We're in the BetMGM Casino Studio. You can find us on NewYorkJets.com, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, rate us, review us. You're a financial literacy teacher. You go to sports organizations
2: throughout the United States. Yeah, we just got the
1: contract with uh, the NBA, too, so I wasn't able to go. I don't do every presentation, but Antoine Walker went out, and um, I heard LeBron was um, impressed. They just did the Lakers. (laughs) Oh, they did the Lakers, and you didn't go to L.A.? Man, I have to work, man. This this is my time of the year, man. This is football season. Wait, wait. How, are you wait, upset? wait. Have you met LeBron? No, I've never met LeBrick.
0: Not yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, how, how, how did you pass over the fact that Bart called LeBron LeBrick? I passed it over because I know who Bart is. I've been working yeah, but
2: alongside I- him since 2009. He is from Detroit. Yeah, we don't play,
1: play those Cleveland days. He, he, not still uh, playing my ride. Okay.
2: He, he, he don't have any love for what's going on in Inglewood. Herm Edwards used to say it's all good in Inglewood, but for Bart, it's all about the Motor City, okay. Detroit. Well, I figured that.
0: I just yeah. wanted to touch you on the LeBron part. fan,
2: Yeah. You got a problem with LeBron?
1: I don't. I mean, listen, I like Le- LeBron. Le- LeBron and what he's done with um, I Promise and all that stuff. It's amazing. You know what I'm saying? I just don't rock with him on the basketball court because I'm a Pistons fan. So once you're an enemy of mine, you're always an enemy, I can't root for you. What about this pairing between you
2: and Antoine? Antoine Walker, the former star at Kentucky. Yep. And then he played in the NBA. Yeah, and course. played for Boston, won yep. a
1: championship with LeBrick, I believe, in um, in uh, Miami. Miami. Um, so you know he he's come out. He's been very transparent with his with his story about how he lost, I believe, a hundred wow. and eighty million dollars. You know, a story That's that great. we hear all too often in sports. And you know, he's been he don't want people to have the same financial pitfalls that he's had and make the same mistakes. Each one teach one. He could have went and found the, the the biggest hole to hide in, but he chose to step out and and, and try and change the narrative of of other athletes and give them just the information and the tools, and it's up to you to make the decision that you want.
2: But that's one side of the spectrum. You come at it from a different angle. His presentation to the guys is, don't be me, I imagine, yeah, yeah. or this is what happened to me. Yeah. What do
1: you tell them? Well, I just talk to them about how you utilize your network. Right? It's not about your network. It's about your network because the hardest thing to get in life, to me, is information. And for, to get the information, you have to have a solid circle where you can be able to slide up and down people networks. And, you know, the best time to build your network and the easiest time to build your network is when you have something of value to offer to people. And when you're a football player and you're current and you're hot and you're current, you're now, it's the time that you go out to some of these companies, you go to these events instead of, you know, being anti-social. You get out and you introduce yourself and, you find guys that have some of the similar interests that you want and people that's been there done that that can help guide you because you're so busy focusing on football but you have to focus on life after football and what you want to do no matter how much money you make you want to make sure that you know you focus so that you're, you're, you're using all your energy in one direction.
0: You know I, I keep thinking about you and Detroit and the bad boys team and I just want to know tap tap baby. I just want to know like who's the guy that you'd want to line up with of that team.
1: Well, you probably got to go with the enforcer, Rick Mahorn. That's, that's, you know, that's, that's what I figured, but I didn't yeah, want to yeah. guess. Well, you know what? But it, another bad man was Vinny Johnson, the microwave oh, yeah. coming up off the bench, you know, but also Vinny looked like, hey, if you want him some smoke, Vinny would smack the taste out of your mouth. You know, but he <laughs> was a guy that really not got involved in that type of stuff. I like Bill Lambert simply because I feel like he was like the Zach Thomas of the Pistons. He, was, he got more out of his athleticism. He's got closer to his ceiling than anybody else. You know, the worst thing uh, in, in the world is on un, un, un – Wasted un, talent. Yeah, wasted talent. Where to go. See, see, that's footprints. He knew I was struggling <laughs> to find a term, and we've been <laughs> together so long that he picked me up. So, they, at that point, it was one set of feet in the sands, and it was that time that EA carried Bart Scott. That's Bronx Tell, Robert De Niro. Have you, you ever
0: seen that movie? I've not seen Bronx. Yeah, I've he, not seen yeah, a lot of movies. Yeah, he's I'm young. Yeah, yeah, he, he
1: he's, <laughs> I thought I I take you for a Truman Show type of guy. Set so <laughs> Never seen the Truman Show, but I do know what it's about. Okay, wow. What were you like? Are you like um, uh, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and twins? You were born on an island. All you had was yep. books and Greek mythology. <laughs>
0: well, well, you might need some Greek mythology I do, for, your, for your training that, That's
1: why I thought you went to that. Because no, I, I, I you, just have Google. That you I already just got Google. To, oh, you got the Google.
0: Yeah, yeah. I got the Google. You got the Google. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not that smart. I got so, the Google. Though. So we
2: got off on the tangent with the financial literacy. But uh, since we are in the Bet MGM Casino
1: Studio. Mm, I bet yeah. that. You much of a gambler at all? Not at all, but I do do the read for Bet MGM at my um, other place that <laughs> I work. I won't get them a shameless plug, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. I do that into tonight So you know,
2: a... when you go to a casino, you won't even go to sit at a table. Oh no, no no, like no, 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 no! Listen, I, he, I I he bet. No, you meant sports. Yeah, 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 sports. No, no yeah, of course.
1: Not. I'm not. I'm not good. No, no. I would love to sports. I just the spreads and stuff like that. That yeah. was my was my lane. I was too busy playing the sport to learn right. how to bet on yeah. it and gamble on yeah. it and all the spreads. I can bet who I think is going to win all the point spreads and stuff like that. That's not my expertise. But, you know, I do know tonight that MGM has a special <laughs> on the San Francisco 49ers versus this the uh, is, hold on. Seattle Seahawks. No, no, no.
2: This is, this I'm is. just
1: saying I'm trying to get more money for Bay MGM yeah, for yeah, us. Th- we're, not, we're,
2: not, we're not on live radio right now. This is a podcast, man. Yeah, hey, but the gon- all right. but, yo, hey.
1: they, but you say write us Texas' is on Apple. They're going to hear about this, and they're going to throw us some money. All right, so so here's
0: the thing. By the time this airs, the 49ers-Seahawks game will have been over. I would, but I, Bart knows his stuff. Yeah, he does.
1: I'm just saying, man. Every every you, week, you're a new trying to get the
0: plug. I appreciate that.
1: You know I, I, I feel like that's going to
2: go one of two ways: either Russell's going to do his MVP magic and they're going to win, or San Francisco is going to well, run simply, him out of the building. But, but
1: simply the win, all you had, all they all the uh, the 49ers have to do is get a sack, and then you get a uh, hundred to one odds, and that's every week on BetMGM. That's how they roll. It. They'll just, you know, just, for, take, for just someone, take out the player, take out the sport, <laughs> and throw it in there.
0: For someone that does nothing with sports betting, it sounds like you know quite a lot.
1: Well, no, I listen. I am the ultimate. I am the ultimate uh, flavor flave. I can hype anybody. <laughs> okay, love
0: that. What's no your time.
1: What's your table game of choice? Oh, uh, blackjack, baby. Yeah, let's do it. And if and if I'm sitting there and we next to each other and the dealer have a two showing and you split sixes, I might Ric Flair chop you at the table. Somebody <laughs> might die if I lose. So Bar- you, how, you, how you get no- mad?
0: How much noise do you talk at the table?
1: No, nah, I'm I'm pretty chill. Right. He's you a know, nice guy. Yeah, I just don't like the, the 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 cooler and stuff like that when they come in. You win and they switch you out and then all of a sudden this dude's on an extended lunch break and they send the cooler in. I don't like that.
2: Do you get mad like if a dude's sitting next to you or a lady, and they're at 16 and they stay?
1: It depends on what the dealer's showing. If that if the dealer's showing a two, that's what I was just talking yeah. about. You better stay, yeah, because you' messing with my money, and I'm balling on the budget. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're balling
2: because our, the, the rule wait. the rules are blackjack. Well. Uh, the uh, guidelines, I guess, would be 17. You stay, and then under under 17. Yeah, but
1: if they have a, th- a three or something like that yep. showing, and it's, it's more odds That maybe you gotta assume that every card on there is a face card, and they gotta continue to hit so that right. so the eyes so go in your favor. Yep. So if they're showing a 12 and you got a solid hand, no matter how much your hand is, you don't want to take their bust card because they have to take a certain amount if they if it's under. If it's, it's, it's a three and then it's a six under there, they got to keep hitting and keep hitting. And the more hits they take, the the greater odds that they're going to bust. You need to just stay and not take their bus car and then, or we're going to have an issue. Bart, true or false, you're a big car guy. I do. I like cars.
0: Do you have a favorite car?
1: Mm. I'm selling a lot of my cars, though. You know what I mean? I'm yeah, kinda,
0: I, 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 I knew that. But, like, is there one that, that either you don't own that you're like, that is that's creme de la creme?
1: Yeah, I always want the six by I always like the six by six uh, Mercedes truck. Really? Oh wow. Have you you know what that is?
0: I assume it's a huge Mercedes truck.
1: Well it's basically the G Wagon, but it has actually a bed and it was designed I've
0: seen I've seen photos of it. I yeah, know yeah. it's called I, six six. Can, can,
1: Canelo got got one and really what it was, um, the Australian um, uh, coast guard or whatever it was, they needed a vehicle that can go through the sand. So they built this super truck that has six tires on both sides and it's it's basically a G-Wagon with a a truck with a bed in and it. it's like one of these super badass cars. I'm sorry, can I say Yeah, a- you can. Okay. Yeah. So, where do you drive that? If you had that, you can drive it anywhere though. Yeah, no,
2: but you got that truck? No, no, I don't have. No, it. no oh, that, that's you're that something that I would want. No, yeah. but what is your what's your favorite mobile?
1: I don't know, I mean, I, mean, I I'm a Ferrari guy, so I love uh, I like the uh, anything Ferrari. So, they got this crazy uh I think it's an SPF90 and it's their first um answer to Tesla. Yeah. And uh, even though it's only going to run half the price of the love Ferrari because it's instant, um, it has a V eight in it, but it you know it has the Ferrari V eight that they put in all like the four eighty eights and the uh, the F eights and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But then they also have three electrical motors that goes to the rear and, f- and front tires. It's all wheel drive, so it's probably like zero to sixty and like one nine one eight that's great and
0: where do you fall on old american muscle cars well i do have
1: i I currently have a uh 67 fastback eleanor but i'm selling it wow yeah it's just like old cars being able to have tune-ups and carburetors and stuff like that if you don't drive them you know Mm -hmm. they you know it's always something going on with them so i've had it since 2012 and you know it's signed by carol shelby It was like number 51 that they did i bought it right after he passed and people were entering their um like kind of yeah, they, they were getting all this Shelby stuff out because they knew it would go for a premium, and I was able to get one for a good price at Barrett-Jackson. I bought one. You, you know, ever I, I go to, like,
2: it. a NASCAR track?
1: No, nah, no, I'm not a NASCAR guy.
2: But what what about um, Lewis like Hamilton. car shows?
1: I, w- I, w- I want to go to, I always say it wrong, uh, Melancelo. Minusel- I don't know what that is. Okay, Monaco is here, right? Mo- I, I don't, yeah. So I go up to Monaco and I race, but then I you always do. say it wrong. So in Italy, they have the big race, Monticello. that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so that's the dope place because they actually race through the city, right. and then all the people be having their yachts and stuff, but they have, like, the Spain version of Miami, mm-hmm. and then people La have visa? a – Pisa? It's somewhere around there. And then, you know, they, they're having parties and pool parties, like, on the top roof as the cars are going by. You, you get the aerial shots, and you can get a package, and you, you link up with people. Mm-hmm and you, like, get yachts, and you, like, have yacht parties, and it's a whole weekend. You it's see a lot not, of NBA stars, like a star, lot of weekend. celebrities. Yeah, yes. Yeah, it's, it's Monaco. Yeah, Powder.
0: Okay, so I, I know before we started the podcast, I was talking to EA. I was like, what do you want to talk about? And EA wanted to bring up 2009. Yeah, he's trying agency. to remember
1: glory days, man. Well, no, no. Uh, no it's okay, they're going to get some more glory. He, <laughs> glory days. <laughs>
0: Well, what did you want to bring up, though? The, well, you wanted the truth about your free agency because apparently there were a bunch of rumors going around. Well, there weren't rumors, rumors. but a but bunch of
2: stories. It'd be fact check. I remember you talking to the media after you did indeed sign with the New York Jets after starting your career with the Baltimore Ravens mm-hmm. that Rex Ryan and Dennis Thurman yep, yep. were at your place. And
1: Mike Patton. And – the dogs were out. Yeah, they almost got 18, yeah. Okay,
2: so, oh, this, so, so this is real. Yeah, they what? almost died. K-
1: yeah, <laughs> no, 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 I got tag dogs. Like. Where,
2: where's, where was your place at the time? Well, where I was in Owings
1: Mill, Maryland, probably like a block and so a half, or half facility. a mile by the facility, yeah. right off of, I believe, Randolph Road. And what happens is they knew where I lived, and they knew that what, what time was to sign. And Rex didn't want Ozzie to get me because, you know, Ozzie still wanted me at hardball. We had just came from the AFC Championship. and They were trying to keep that momentum going. And Rex wanted to kind of, you know, bring me and some other players, but he wanted to sign me first to kind of bring that attitude over to New York Jets that kind of like same thing with C.J. Mosley, like coming over here to kind of show the guys like what that program, that culture is all about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, They came over, but they came over, whatever, early, late, whatever. They can't get fined anymore. But, you know, I knew they were coming over, and we were going to kind of have some fun and announce, and they were going to come get me, and we were going to leave. But they came to my house. They didn't realize that I have a visible dog fence. And what I did is my dogs, I knew they could go outside the fence. So I had like an acre and a half kind of like fenced in an electrical uh, uh, dog fence or the visible fence, whatever you want to call it. But I always kept my garage open so the dogs can go use the bathroom, and they'll go back in. Right, so they pull up. They don't see nothing. They're like, oh, whatever, get up. We to go knock on the door. And as soon as they pulled up, got out, the dogs came out <laughs> and, like, like chased them. And then they, was like, called me, and I had to come out and say their life. Because uh, they're attack dogs. The first bite for my dogs, they're all trained by um, this this uh, canine trainer in Alabama. So, their first bite is a crotch bite. So oh, Yeah, yeah. And my dog. Oh, man. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I can just – I'm trying to
0: imagine – DT, Rex, and Mike yeah, yeah. walking up re- and yep. then running oh. away from yeah. your attack. Yeah. They, they're the they're all going
1: to be reduced to Vienna sausages.
0: <laughs> the look on <laughs> Rex's
2: face must have been. Well, because, you
1: know, Rex can't run. He's not a long yeah. strider. He was big Rex at that time, so <laughs> he got that scoop. So. But Rex is Rex is resilient. He probably would have threw DT or, or Petten in front and, and said, save yourself, and threw them in front and let them get rid of How many dogs do ri- you have right now? Uh, well, two. I got rid of the other one. He was crazy, for real. Like, the other one, he was like, he was crazy. He was, I think he was mentally.
2: Did you give him to somebody? Or, or I gave him back. Oh, you did? Because
1: when you get them, they're not puppies. You got them in like six months. Right. You know huh. what I'm saying? So I gave him back. But and, you,
0: but, and like what were the indicators that he was a little crazy?
1: Well, one, I didn't know because it's my first time having an animal. He, uh, are we on? Yeah. Oh, we're on. Okay, so yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> so um, the the thing was that um, you can't have two male dogs that continue to mark for territory. Ooh. So what happened is I had, I had Mater first, which is the one that's 15 now. And what happened is. They were marking territory and peeing everywhere. <clears throat> and then um the other one just he was like a fox. He was like a red color with a hazel eyes. Look pretty dude. We used called my dad used to call him Terrace because he used to think he was like, you know, all that. You know what I'm saying? But um him and Mater was going at it and um one day they had the they they had the invisible fence and they we left it on too long so they had to go get antibiotics so they drugged him a little bit and he kinda nipped at my wife and he was kinda didn't follow all his instructions. And um, I decided to just like get rid of him because Mater was there first, and Mater was such a tremendous dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was purebred from like Germany. His, he, you know, we can p- trace his um his heritage Manfred. all the way back to Germany when they, his dad was like a champion fighter and all that type of stuff from where he came from. So you know, we got rid of we got rid of him and came came to Jersey, kept Mater, and we just bred Mater maybe four years ago because everybody wanted uh, a dog like Mater. Because even my trainer, you know, people are like oh my kid's the best in the world. No. Um, the trainer was like, this is one of the best dogs he's ever had or ever trained. And so, like, everybody around, like, like man, this dog is amazing. Like, he's, he's like, he's real, like, gentle, but, like, he's always on alert. He, you can hear him at night, like, checking everybody's room. Oh, and really? He'll sit in front of somebody lay in front of somebody's room for a little bit, go lay in somebody else's room.
2: Where and, where does he sleep?
1: Wherever he wants. Yeah? And, like, um, and then, um, like, if if my wife – one time um we had a friend over, and they were kind of just – she was sitting down and don't realize that Mater always watching. And if he ever, ever he feels my wife or one of the kids are, like, um, in a vulnerable position, you, certain things you can't do. So, like, my wife was sitting down on the floor, and her friend came down and said, hey, hey, and was standing over my wife and was moving her hands real fast and her like, bit her hand, you know what I mean? Because, like, he felt like – so, like, Mater, if, like, I, he felt like I was in trouble, he would come stand right in between my legs. And, like, he'll sit there and, like, put up his paws and just start looking and stuff like that.
0: I have a movie reference. Peach? Have you seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Yes. I have not. You should see that. Well, Great acting. A, okay. Leonardo DiCaprio. Brad okay. Pitt. Brad Pitt. But Brad Pitt Quentin has a Tarantino dog. movie. Okay. Brad Pitt has a oh, dog. Oh, this is new. Yes. Yeah. Okay, And got Brad you. Pitt has a dog. And by the way you're describing your dog, it sounds very similar, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh to, to yeah, there was
1: yeah. this he was trained scene in, yeah. towards
0: the end where <laughs> the dog
2: said, "Okay, it's go time. I gotta protect Dad." Yeah. Well,
1: remember, I don't know if you guys seen John Wick, the last one. And Holly yes. Berry had the two dogs, and she was she like they tried to kill her dogs, and she shot the dudes. in John Wick, yeah, they, they were kind of like that, 'cause they were trained for carjacking too. So, uh, so, so carjacking, you, you they use your it, dogs. Yeah, yeah. So like, so in carjacking, they put the you put the gun in the car. Because no nobody sits outside of the car. They usually put the gun inside the car, so they were trained to bite the hand down, and and, and lock down while I can get the gun out.
2: Well, that's pretty intense. So ah. anyway, I, <laughs> so, so so
1: so anyway, I I, I um I bred him. Uh huh. And
2: did he keep any of the pups?
1: Yeah, I kept one. Dumb as a box of rocks. Yeah, no a, way. A, I mean, I, I I'm almost ashamed to even say that this dog is from Mater. And yeah, what happened them is, I, I mated him with my um, landscapers, German Shepherd, that was fat and had a, a black tail, and just I, it, two genes didn't mix. It was uh, it's, it's a regretful thing, but you know what? You got to love all your kids. How
2: many dogs do you have?
1: <laughs> only oh one, And my wife just bought like a teacup, like Pomeranian, and it only gets like five pounds, but he's a little fat little thing. But he thinks he's a thug. Oh, yeah. He like, thinks he's a thug. Yeah, you got to keep him outside because a hawk could pick him up. Let me tell <laughs> nice you Let me tell
2: you something. I've been catching up on my movies on our road trips here because Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was very I good too, and then I yeah. saw Black Mass. Oh, I watched that too. Johnny Depp.
1: See, y'all, cheat, y'all cheating because y'all, y'all catching up on, the, on in the air. Hell, yeah. yeah. Hell, yeah. Got to do something. Un- you're you're something,
0: undisturbed right? in the air. No one can yeah. text you. You're just there zoning in on the little screen. That is true.
2: When you traveled, did you used to watch movies? or, or Were you watching game film on a Saturday? or? Is it- no,
1: no, no. Saturday was like, you know, relax time, get your mind right. So I would just sit there. A lot of times I wouldn't even watch anything. I would just visualize. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah
2: what, what about after the game?
1: After were, the game, yeah, it depends on how far the trip was. Would you watch film? Right away? No, film right away? No, no. I have to, like, I'm I'm processing everything that I did wrong. And if we won or if we lost, making sure that the guys uh, aren't going too crazy. If we lost, make sure that the guys are, you know, having fun. If we won, making sure that I'm going to talk to everybody. That's the stuff that, you know, you're supposed to do when you're trying to keep people together and bring people but together.
2: But people often talk about what is the plane like.
1: Oh, it depends. You know? Yeah, it depends on the group. I mean, I've been part of all kind of planes. Um, I've seen guys win down payments on or being able to buy Calax like cash, from uh, a four-hour plane ride. Like, play, you know, everybody in the NFL, I don't play, but play Blu-ray. So they back there, and there's tens of thousands of dollars that can be lost and won. I think he uh, Randy Hine from Baltimore, I think he won like 40 grand. On a plane? Yeah, on a plane ride, back, and went and bought a Cadillac cold cash, baby. So, boot is what? I don't know. You don't? I don't play. Bart doesn't bet.
0: Remember, he does not bet unless it's blackjack.
1: Yeah, exactly, or bowling. We So, we used to have this thing, like, in Baltimore where people – see, this thing about athletes, right? They think they're good at everything. So, like, you can't tell them that they can't figure it out. So, we used to go bowling and, you know – Henry can bowl a little bit. Uh, Jamal thought he can bowl. Ray thinks he can bowl. So we used to go bowling, right, and there used to be a bunch of us. And when you're bored, you'll you'll gamble on anything. So we gamble on every ball. Strike, spare, $100 from everybody. Okay. So, like, you can go 10 frames. You could be winning $500 a frame. Okay. or, Or losing $500 a frame. So the thing is, most athletes, if they lose, they won't let you leave. Right. They make you bet back. And Chris McCullough was he was always like that, right? He was like, no, no, bet back. And eventually you just like, no, bro, I, I got to go. Like, we had bet back ten times. He'll be like, doubling up, triple Like, he's like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we had this game. But you
2: bowled in high school, didn't you, or something?
1: No, I took bowling in college, but I bowled okay. my whole life. Every So yeah. every athlete from Detroit can bowl their butt off. Yeah. Right? Everybody knows that Jerome Bennett has, like, three perfect games. Like, my high game is, like, 260 because in Detroit – it's, it's no spring ball. You got no life. So you gotta find something to do indoors. So all Detroit people bowl. I was on a bowling team ever since I was a kid. Right. You know I'm saying? I got my own bowling ball drilled with a counterweight in the inside for my hook. So like what? but you can't tell them that. They they sitting there, they got a house ball, they don't realize that, but I bought my ball. First of all, Oh, you got may, you
2: gotta have your own hustle. He, he
1: he might he might not even remember this. But like, you know how Chris Paul has his bowling tournament on uh-huh. like you know, TV? Like he may not even remember me. But like he thought he was a man he was friends with Ray, so he would come to stuff when he I believe when he first got in the league he was with what, New Orleans or something like that? The Hornets. But, but Chris, he, You're talking he, about Chris Paul, right? Yeah, Chris Paul. Chris Paul the, the first team
0: was the Hornets, wasn't
1: it? Okay, Hornets, okay. So he would come and he came yeah, but then they went to New Orleans or something, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, he definitely played in New Orleans.
1: Right, right. So like he would come to Ray just had his annual thing and like he thought he was a man. Like he was sitting there bowling, everybody, like this is the thing, I only need one game. I don't like no warm up, none of that stuff. Right. So like they going and they doing their thing. He like, oh, I'm over here balling. I come in late, stretch my arm a couple of times, pull Timmy out, and it's night, night time. And he think he got. It. I win the trophy. I never lost one of those trophies. So like, when he has that, like he would never invite me. I see he had Lamar, Willie, he had other guys on there. If he ever had, invite me to that, he don't want no smoke, cause I embarrass him on national TV. You have a
0: name for your bowling ball? Timmy. Timmy. Okay. And all right. And you know, I don't know if you know this, but I feel like I'd like to see a Bart Scott Jamal Adams bowling match, cause is supposedly this big bowler. But I'm sure you got your. The, uh, the, all right. I was going to say, I'm sure you have your thoughts on that, but I think I got my answer.
1: I hey, don't want no smoke. Come on, Ooh. grasshopper. You might think it's a new movie, but it's just a rerun to me. <laughs>
0: What's well, your most quoted movie of all time, speaking of movies? Oh, it, depend, it depends. It, it,
1: it, it, can, it can be Friday. It can be Mice of Men. It can be uh, Usual Suspects. It can be anything. Oh, I've, it, seen, I've seen the Usual it Suspects. Be, it can be Armageddon. It can be anything. It could be uh, Life. You know, in, in Baltimore, we used to talk in, in movies. So, like, our whole communication would be movie quotes, and they made sense. And if you didn't know what we were talking about, you'd be like, they were crazy. But everybody that was in there understood. Like, because everybody was big movie buffs. So we always spoke in movies or terms from movies. You know, I I think Bill Billich – not Bill Billich. uh, Brian Billick, has, like, this little funny thing that he used to talk about how crazy that was with Steve McNair because when Steve Steve McNair probably got here, I think – what was I – I think I was doing – I was quoting seven. You know, he was like, this dude's freaking crazy. So, like, this is his first practice with us as a defense. And I was like, you got the trials of Job's coming to you, mister. And I'm like, what the <laughs> hell is this? This dude's like, – listen, this is as he's singing his cadence. Right. And I'm quoting him, like, all during practice. I'm quoting seven. Like, all the five – all the seven deadly sins and all that stuff. That, did
2: you see that movie? Don't, let, that? Him
1: Don't th- let him open the box. Don't let him open the box. <laughs> he has the advantage. He has the advantage. See,
0: I, that, <laughs> I'm that I'm movie here. was – Disturbing. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not good at remembering the quotes. Like I've seen seven, and I understand the reference, but I couldn't spit it back to you unless yeah. I see it like hundreds of times. Shamefully, the the movie I know best quote wise is Too Fast, Too Furious, but I love it, and I know like every word from it. And it's kind of. I feel like it's kind of a sickness, but I got. Well, hold use it. a
1: good quote for something.
0: Well, we're having a when, conversation. When the opportunity rises, I'll, I'll think of one. Okay. Speaking of quotes.
2: Sal Palantonio. Oh, I
1: like that transition. That's p- called a pivot.
2: S- uh, I'm the, learning. The, the, the 2010 best. run, the divisional playoffs. Yep, yep I don't think I know where this is going. Jets. <laughs> it's
1: the, <laughs> last last it's the last glory days.
2: Well, the last time the Jets had a, a playoff run, and it's been too long, but I, I think uh, good things are on the horizon for this team. Trizzle, uh, trizzle. Yeah, yeah. But um, Bart comes in the locker room after the game because we had always done things weekly and I always talk to him in the locker room stuff like that he he comes in the locker room he goes I just went I it off and I <laughs> said what, what are you talking about he's like I just talked to Sal I just lost it out there <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you what do you so saying? can't wait was born we went on the bus after. The I didn't game. know what I did. It, well, because you, you have these episodes sometimes. You you call them blackouts. Yeah, right? like
1: Frank the Tank, like when, when um, old school when he got shot. Like when, when he, when he was <laughs> also debating. seen old school. Yeah, when he so when he was debating uh, Will Ferrell, he was like, oh, like what happened? Like, right. He was like, it's no yeah. rebuttal. That was yeah. perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so
2: we get on the bus, the staff bus after that game. And we're heading to the airport. The short ride back from uh, Providence. And we, we one of the PR staffers actually pulled it out on her phone <laughs> said, this guy thinks he's a wrestler. <laughs> like, because <laughs> that, the whole speech, when you're watching it, and you're watching Sal smile, and he just said to get out of the
0: way.
1: Yeah, Sal just, he gave me room to breathe. But where the whole can't wait came from is because I was still talking. Uh, but I guess he had to rap. Yeah. And he was like, he cut me off. Like, see, I'm like, I wasn't finished. So I was like, all right. All right. And that's where it came out. It, at.
0: I I love Sal's reaction, like in in the interview. He's live. laughing because
1: he know he just got gold. Right, he, yeah.
0: like he's laughing. Like, holy hell, this guy actually is is going off. Well, you know, Ming gene brother. And he just goes, all right. We'll see you in Pittsburgh. They can't stop a nosebleed. So, oh yeah, that's my favorite line. So he, he he goes
2: on there. Now, after that. Cell covered us throughout the whole run there, and he's a tremendous ESPN uh, correspondent. He's been doing this for a long Forever, time. Yeah. And, and uh, what a gentleman. Sal came to the complex the next week, and he told me, put a note in your locker, handwritten note.
1: Yeah, he he's great at that. and I learned something from him. You know, when you write things, it makes it more personable to somebody. I mean, we live in this world now, and especially this was what what uh, at this point – what. Nine years ago, no, ten years. What? Eight well, years ago.
2: Well, no, no, it's nine years ago.
1: Yeah, nine years ago, right? So that was nine years ago, and you know, we've become more distant from each other, right? We, 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 we become, you know anti-social right we we communicate you ever have somebody talking to you like you, you're texting with somebody and then they call you and then they don't pick up and they text you back it's like yep. yo i'm tired of texting i'd rather just tell you what i got to say because i'm driving in the damn car pick up the phone 100 yeah. right yeah. there with you. right so we, we we come more distant but you know when sal writes something he t- and he taught me something when you write something to somebody because they never see it or get it that way that information that way it makes it more personable and it makes you know and it makes it you know People feel more important when you do it like that.
0: Is it like a – not to get into what the letter said, but is it like a thank you note essentially?
1: It was just a summary, I believe, of just a moment. You I, I, I mean? oh, think he I, gotcha.
2: uh, he I think he appreciated his raw honesty.
1: Right, uh, in a moment, uh, yeah. Not,
2: like there are, there are a lot of guys who after the game, they'll give you processed stuff, and they'll, uh, they'll give you something that was canned and that he was just unfiltered being himself and I think that was very much appreciated from Sal and I think it was appreciated from Jets fans and a lot of I uh, think all
1: football fans other than, yeah. Pittsburgh, other than Patriots fans yeah. like appreciated because it was a guy that was vulnerable in the moment mm-hmm. that was basically spilling his heart out and his guts out about what that game meant to not only him but to the organization and to the team as a whole
0: I agree you got anything else for Bart it, uh, before we wrap up so the next
2: week Pittsburgh How much did it it take out of you guys winning at Indianapolis, exercising that demon? Because AFC Championship game, uh, before you guys had the lead, 17-6, late in the second quarter. You go there, you take care of them, you beat Brady in his house. No team has ever done that. Uh, Obviously, no team will ever do that again. Because Peyton Manning, that was Peyton Manning's last game as a Colt. He wouldn't play the next year, went on to win the Super Bowl with the Broncos, but where was that team mentally, emotionally heading into Pittsburgh? Because they jumped on you out of the yeah,
1: gate. Yeah, I mean, I thought we were ready, and, you know, I thought, you know, that first drive that ended up in being 18 plays. Remember, we had them in like a third and 18, yeah. but I think we got too cute because we brought we put a defensive package out there that we've never put out there before with basically Jason Taylor playing mike linebacker and took all the linebackers off the field so when Ben ran you know not understanding like how to be a linebacker once Ben broke that we put a lot of young like um DB, we put a lot of DBs out there, and it was combo coverages, and it was coverage where Ben didn't know where to go to ball, right. but then you still got to get Ben down. Yeah. So it was one of those long scrambles, and it kind of reset everything and kind of made that first quarter so long And it took us maybe a half to be able to come out, and we made a game out of it, and we were right there, should have won it. You know, I think if we just run the ball and stay true to who we were and not got too cute, uh, you know, Schottenheimer got a little bit too cute. I feel like, hey, if we're going to go down, we're ground and pound, let's take our big, fat – uh. Tailback, not not our Hall of Fame tailback. Let's take our big fat tailback and let's go behind the strength of our team, which is our offensive line. And if they can stop us four times from getting a yard, then you know, hats off to them. But we got cute through the ball twice. When you're on a one-yard line, because Sean Green got you down there. I understand LT was the LT where he was the guy that was going to jump over everybody and get airborne. So we tried to sneak in there. I mean, I understand they have Casey Hampton, but. You know we got Nick Mangold and we got uh, we got Brandon Moore right there, and we, I mean hell, we should have been able to wedge it there and just run two th- four quarterback sneaks and think we can get movement with with the type of players that we had right there and be able to push from behind or give Sean Green a, and and dare one of those linebackers or one of those you know you know defensive tackles, Keys whoever stand on there. Sean Green, you know, um, late in the season, yeah, he about 270.
2: <laughs> Do you ever think what would have how uh, things would have changed? Oh uh, yeah, it would have changed. It would have w- changed
1: our lives. We would have been, we'd have been immortalized in this town. Uh, we never would have had to buy, pay for anything. We'd have had a Lombardi Trophy. We'd have came in here as a team that was braggadocious, uh, said that they're going to win it, said that they want to hear the kiss rings, and been able to give one to to them. And I think it would have changed the whole complexion of this organization. You know, because I feel like we'd have got into the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, we had just played the uh, the uh, Green Bay Packers, and we we held them to nine points. I feel like we'd have been better offensively, been able to got some things figured out, and we'd have been able to, to to be immortalized forever.
0: And I also feel like that team. I grew up in New York, so I feel like that team also just embodied New York by what you said. We don't kiss rings, then you go in, you win. Just feels very yeah feels very unapologetic unapologetic uh, y'all won't smoke we work.
1: got smoke what's up we listen we ain't we ain't come here we ain't about to throw the ball a million times we about to beat the hell out of you for four quarters and we we dare you to to, to continue to take this butt whooping this physical butt whooping for four quarters and if you can do it god bless you
0: and that was the official jets podcast with bart scott bart thanks a lot for coming Again,
1: let's go fi- back to our Greek names. We
0: got to go back to the Greek names. That was the official Jets podcast powered by AWS. Rate us, review us on Apple Pods. Minnows.
1: What does that sound? Minnows Fitness. I don't know. Performance Center. Minnows Fitness. Let us know. Yeah. Whatever.
0: See you later, LeBron.